It doesn't mean like there are absolutes. No, you have to do it this way. You can't do it this way. But so often we just assume because the culture's doing it that, well, we should do it. Right. Or because it seems successful. Well, we should do it. Welcome to Soundless Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music, where we explore what the Bible has to say about music and worship in the church and encourage those who plan, lead, and participate in their Sunday gatherings each week. Hello, and welcome to the Soundless Doctrine podcast. My name is David. My name is Bob. How's it going, Bob? <laughs> they must be familiar with us by now. <laughs> yeah, well, that's our title, though. This is. This that's is. our introductory title into our podcast. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you haven't heard our podcast, welcome. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> and if you are a regular listener, thank you. Yes. Uh, Bob, what Amen. are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about, we're answering a question, actually. Someone wrote in. Oh, great. Uh, but the, the we're calling the podcast Backing Tracks, Blessing or Curse. Or something in between. Mm, So (laughs) Kenneth wrote in uh, with this comment and question. And thank you for sending in questions or comments. That's awesome. Uh, You want to send those to Sound Plus Doctrine, spell every word out at Mm sovereigngrace.com. So Kenneth wrote in and said, I'm very passionate about members of the body of Christ using their God given gifts to help lead other members of the local body in Christ-exalting worship. Thank you for being passionate about that. I struggle with the trend of tracks because we are no longer relying on church members' gifts in favor of louder, more streamlined, and produced music. Mm. I do understand it for smaller churches with resource constraints, but the trend is more megachurch-oriented. Sometimes I hear, this church has better music. Well, what do you mean by better? I still wrestle with the question, should we introduce tracks? So... That's the question that's we are question. finally going to answer on the podcast. Yeah, that's good. Um, so here's the situation. I did a little research for this. Bands didn't start using tracks until the 80s, like regular bands, not just the church. So I guess, I don't know exactly when the church started using them, maybe within the last 20 years, do you think? Yeah, Have a yeah. guess on that. But more and more churches are using backing tracks on Sunday mornings. I remember listening to a a well-known leader talk about a church plant and how he was planning on using backing tracks and, you know, just because that's, you know, didn't want to disappoint people or I forget the exact reason, Uh, but it's becoming expected in both large and small churches. So this is something we've wanted to talk about for quite some time. And so someone just sent this question in. Well, I would imagine uh, most people that are listening know what backing tracks are, but for those who don't (laughs) know what backing tracks are, (laughs) backing tracks are, uh, they are recordings from each instrument that you can solo, you can isolate them. From a recording? From a a previous recording, yeah. So guitars, drums, uh, even percussion, pads. I mean, so it can, you can put a pad in and have nothing else on, or you can put drum sets in, or a lot of churches will just have them all on, and then you don't typically have the lead vocal on. So it almost becomes like karaoke in that sense, where you're singing along with... Although people who use backing tracks would take offense at that (laughs) comment. I've used backing tracks, and I've been in context where I've played with backing tracks. So uh, yes, I mean, but so that's exactly what they are. Great. And I have not, so this is a good, Good. you know, angel, (laughs) devil, you know... Kind of what are you calling me? <laughs> no. Which one am I? Uh, positive, negative, uh, pros, cons. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, we're trying to approach this as we approach all things. Um, just what does scripture have to say about it? Yeah. 
Um, but first, I thought it'd be helpful just to look at what uh, people would say are the benefits or the advantages mm -hmm. of using tracks and then the disadvantages and came up with 10 for each. Oh, I love that. So you can, that's great. You can give me feedback on these. Um, first, just going to run through these. Uh, a lot of tracks have guide cues, which is someone saying, you know, chorus, two, three, four. Mm -hmm. uh, that can be very helpful. And you found them helpful in situations sometimes. Yeah. There have been situations where I've played drums uh, in a church that uses backing tracks or with an artist that uses backing tracks. Um, and yeah, those cues are really helpful, especially if you're doing a, you know, a list of 15 songs, <laughs> you know, or in a church, you're doing five songs, six yeah, songs, yeah. you know, they're all different tempos, different cues. And if they're changing all those times, the songs are changing constantly. It can be helpful to have those. Bridge, two, three, yes, four. But it also is... Well, I mean, that, that, don't talk about the disadvantages yet. <laughs> it's like having a metronome, I mean, as a drummer. Yes. This, and these are different from a click track, which is just the beat. Yes. It keeps people in time and yeah. together for that sense. Very and, different. And no one hears it. Yeah. Except the musicians. Okay, that's number one. Number two, it's a better sound for the congregation. A lot of people would say, it just sounds better. It fills out. Yeah, it fills sound, out guess, the yeah. sound. Three... It helps musicians get better, can help musicians get better because they're playing with stronger musicians, you know, professional musicians. For sure. Um, so that was something I hadn't really thought of, but as if you're only playing with your band every Sunday, the people in your church, you, you may not be playing with people who are very good. Mm -hmm. And so you're just kind of helping each other. But when you have a you know, recorded track that you can play with, it's like, oh, wow, that's what they play. Yeah. So that can be a benefit. It's less distracting if your musicians aren't good. So if if you do have musicians that are kind of struggling through things, it, it might be nice to have just music that's just good. Yeah. For example, like if you had a guitar player who doesn't like to play lead lines, doesn't like to play the main hook yes. or the main melody, yes. that would be in your backing tracks and he would be doing something else. <laughs> yeah. You don't want that happening. <laughs> Generally, you don't want that happening. Uh, number five, they can be adapted, as you mentioned. So if you have a full band, uh, you can just add little pieces. Yeah. If you're just a single instrument, you can add a full band. Yeah, and some people will add um, harmonies, like if they don't have competent... Vocal harmonies. Yeah, if they don't have ah. competent background vocalists, they can have those oh, in the tracks I'm unaware well. of this. I should, I should check into this. Okay. <laughs> um, six, ability... To, oh, this is, again, another benefit I hadn't realized. Um, ability to add songs to your repertoire that your band can't play. Mm. So, which is a theological reason, uh, yeah. which is always, it always underlies everything we do, our theology, our, our understanding of God and who he is and what he wants us to do and believe. That's behind everything we do, whether we realize it or not. Uh, there may be songs that um, you wouldn't, that your, your band can't play for whatever reason. It's, yeah. Oh, I can have these, have this band play it. Yeah, so. I, I don't know where we were, but we just had this conversation with someone that it was really challenging for them and their band to play in 12-8. I don't know if it was a Worship Matters intensive. I remember intensive. someone saying that, yes. Yeah, or it was something that it was just like, I don't even, I don't even touch those songs. And it's like, those are great songs. <laughs> like we have a couple songs in Sovereign Grace for, that are in 12-8. Yeah, yeah. And it can be hard. It can be hard. <laughs> um, number seven, great for practicing if you want to sound like the recording. 
So, uh, you know, you can sam you can uh, single out parts. Yes. And learn the electric guitar part. Yes. Learn the keyboard part. I mean, I'm amazed at the resources available now for um, learning to play parts of songs that are recorded. Seriously. Uh, YouTube videos. I was just on a site the other day where they had every single part of a song. It must have been like 15 different parts of a song wow. uh, that you could watch on YouTube. Watch the whole song. Watch the instrumentals play. Wow. So that's yeah. different. But with the, with backing tracks, you can you can... You can Pull solo. those out. Solo yeah, them. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> solo them. Uh, number eight, it's easy to replace musicians. So if mm -hmm. your bass player calls in uh, or texts you maybe at you know 8.05 <laughs> for an 8 o'clock rehearsal, I'm not going to make it this morning. I'm so sorry. Uh, you No problem. Pipe him in. You got, you got that bass player right there and probably better than your bass player. <laughs> Most likely. Um and this is a n number nine, another benefit. Uh, it can spark creativity. When you're, you don't mm. have to play exactly what they play, but you can hear maybe percussionists doing something. Oh, that, that inspires this in me. Yeah. And again, it depends on how much of the track you're using. And then number 10 gives just the front of house mixer, if you, I'm assuming you do have one, uh, more options, you know, more things they can focus on or solo yeah. or yeah. bring out. Yeah, you know, uh, to serve the the congregation. Yeah, it's along the same lines of like filling out the sound. Yeah, they yes. have more options. Yes. Yeah. So I'm sure there are more benefits, but I was, uh, you know, some of those are new for me as I was doing research on it. Um, so yeah. those are ten. I love that you, uh, you know, thought about some of these things. Rather uh, than just going on this podcast <laughs> thoughtlessly as we normally do, you know, I not winging it as we typically do. It's <laughs> really good, Bob. I'm sorry. I appreciate that. Encouragement. Oh, you've grown so far. You've grown That's so right. Much. I try. We try to prepare. Anyway, what are the disadvantages? Dis oh, legion. No, that's not true. <laughs> no, that's not true. Ten, ten. What I perceive is uh, disadvantages. Let me know what you think. Biggest one that comes to mind for me is less freedom for spontaneity. Mm. Um, now I, I was yeah, listening. So, why, so how, why would that be? Well, why would that be? Because you're you're kind of tied into what the track does. Yeah. So it has a beginning and an end of the recording. Intro, verse, chorus, yes. verse, chorus, turns, chorus. Everything's laid out for you. Now I know they've they've grown in that, mm. and you can be more flexible. Mm. But leading is a is a pastoral moment. It's a shepherding moment, and we're not just singing songs. We are we are caring for people's souls, and there there may be a time you'd want to repeat a chorus. You'd want to slow that chorus down. You'd want to slow you know something down between uh, a verse and a chorus, which would be a problem with a click track as well. Yeah. Um, and I was listening to one podcast where the leader said, "Yeah, I just kill the track at that point." Yeah. But f as a leader. Uh, there'd be numerous places where I'd be killing the track. Yes. And um, wouldn't that just wouldn't be helpful. If I want to change a song, if I uh, want to do a song in different order, Yeah. all those kinds of things, largely temper-related, but chord-related as well. Totally. Which and, leads... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, you know, as a drummer, I could, there's... There's a there's a big difference between killing the click track, the metronome, yeah, 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 uh, and clicking killing the main tracks, yes, because yes. that's a that's a volume of sound yeah, that's yeah. dissipating. You know, if I'm cutting a metronome in our ears, 
that's just the tempo. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's just to quant- clarify what you're saying. Yeah. So if all of a sudden your your pads drop out or your electric guitars drop out. It's a noticeable difference. That would be different. Yeah. Um, which leads to a second disadvantage, and that would be that your your songs are governed by recordings which were made for other purposes. They weren't made for your church. Hmm. They weren't made for this Sunday. Uh, they weren't made for your people. The, the, they were made for whatever event it was. Uh, you know, we make live recordings, and we'll record in a way that makes it enjoyable to sing along to and listen to. Mm-hmm. But n- we don't even do our songs the way we record them. I mean, yeah. a lot of them. And I think that surprises a lot of people. They it, think yeah, yeah, that yeah. this is what happens on a Sunday. Yes, but it looks drastically different. Yep, because uh, we're there to serve the singing of of those people our local congregation our local congregation so one of the big things would be we will often shorten intros mm-hmm. and have no outros mm-hmm. we'll just end with the people singing um you know um but the fortress of the christ in power resurrected as we will be when he comes and of come behold the wonders mystery and, and just end right there yeah. rather than do, 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 That's do, such a good point. Do, 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 do. You know, you have this instrumental intro, yes. outro, where people are just kind of looking at you going, Yes. Are you done? Okay. All right, great. <laughs> uh, I love that you have uh, incorporated that. I love that we do that at our church. Well, not every single time, but a lot of times, you know, to end when people are singing rather than having this instrumental outro can be helpful in in bringing the lyrics to the front yes. of what we're doing, front yeah. of people's minds. Yep. So that would be a big one, I think. It limits creativity by just restricting us to what the artist has done, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, it costs, you know? And I was trying to research, uh, you know, what are the costs? It, it varies widely. You know, tracks can go from... Like oh I don't know it's twenty dollars thirty dollars yeah yeah somewhere yeah if you're there. wanting to purchase the the track or a catalog or well an yeah album you can, or... it can be less if you do a subscription but there's that there's the computer to run things there's yeah. there's other ads that you can have charts and all that stuff so it is it can be costly mm-hmm. four there's a learning curve so if if you're bringing them on you have to learn how to use them. Yeah. And your band has to learn how to work with them. Yes. Which leads to number five, it can um, require more rehearsal time and work up front. So you're not, so when I prepare a Sunday for a Sunday, or we prepare Sundays, um, plan Sundays, what's the word, Bob? Um, they're, you know, we're just, we're just picking the songs. What, what, what do we want to say with these songs? All the work of, you know, arranging, and yes. we just do that Sunday morning. Yes, when we when we gather. And if you haven't heard podcast on, is, are your rehearsals too long? You should listen to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just requires a lot more time to get with the band. Yeah. Well, and um, I don't know if you you mentioned this in disadvantages. So if I'm moving ahead, stop. Okay, me. I'll tell you. But I was thinking at, in our planning meetings, we're you can be tempted as a worship leader to go online and go. Well, are there multi tracks for that? Or are there uh, are there backing tracks not, for that? Yeah, yeah. You know, as opposed to this is the best song and it doesn't have any tracks. Now, I I would imagine a lot of worship leaders don't 
face that you know conundrum but it is there yes you might lean into something that has a fuller sound than something that actually could serve yes better yeah in the yeah, moment yeah. kind of the opposite of what we were saying was a benefit was that you might be able to do songs you wouldn't normally do i have talked to leaders who said we don't do your songs because there aren't tracks to them right which is what led me a few years ago yeah to say, okay, let's let's put our songs on multi tracks or loop yeah. or whatever, you know, just yeah. um, just because we realized people weren't doing the songs, so yeah. we we thought, no, we want you to do our songs. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's it's not uh, no, I hadn't I didn't put that as a disadvantage. So that's an extra you just threw in there. <laughs> uh, number six, we're up to number six. They can be used badly. Mm. So if you have, you know, a mass, you know, your church is 30 people and you have this massive sound coming up front, it's just, it just doesn't ring legitimate. Right. <laughs> it's just like, what's going on here? Yes. Um, right. So yeah, they can be used badly. It can be, uh, yeah, mixed badly, not, you know, have the track up really high and you know, people play. And that's hard to know that if you're, if you, if you're on an iPad as a leader or a musician and you're changing levels, uh, I mean, that can, if that, if that's separate from what you're doing as a mixer, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's different, but yep. yeah, it can be loud. Uh, number seven can lessen the need to listen to others. Uh, heard someone mention that, that, uh, you know, they started using tracks and, and the band wasn't listening to each other as much. Mm. They were listening to, you know, what was on the tracks. Yeah. Um, you know, for our church, Sovereign Grace Church of Louisville, we seek to develop musicians who listen to each other. Yeah. Because in the meeting, the, the, it requires a certain amount of listening. And, yes. You know, what's going to happen? What, what's going on? I want them listening to the leader. I want them listening to each other. And so if you have something that's kind of driving everything... That's what you're listening to. Yes. So th that can happen. Um, number eight, and this was a benefit, but it's also a disadvantage. Easy to replace musicians. Makes it easier to replace yes. musicians. Yes. <laughs> you know, we're called to e equip the church. Leaders are called to equip the church, equip the church Ephesians 4. And uh, we, if we go to tracks, we don't have to equip them. Right. We got what we need. Thank you very much. So right. I love the process of, of seeing uh, musicians come to the church, vocalists, musicians, whatever. And we've seen this again and again. Yeah. Them grow, yeah. you know, from uh, being an okay drummer to being a pretty good drummer yeah. or an okay bass player to being a pretty good bass player. Okay vocalist to being a pretty good... I mean... I've seen a number, we've seen a number of instrumentalists and vocalists just grow in their gifts, grow in their skills, but it's because they're learning to listen to each other yes. and they're learning to, you know, complement what others around them are doing. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's clear to note that they're not just growing technically, they're growing in the philosophy. Oh, absolutely. Of why we do what we absolutely. do. Absolutely. So if you are trying to build a culture that, leans towards listening and and humility and openness of being yeah. able to hear everybody and play with each other well, yes. then you're changing their philosophy of how they view their yes. instruments versus yeah. just yeah. they've technically gotten better. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know? So I, I think I think there's yeah huge advantages of listening and playing together. Yeah. Well and we'll talk about goals uh near the end of the podcast. Like why are we doing all this? Yeah. Number nine, we talked about the guide cues. I can find those things very distracting. Yes. I've done that a couple times, 
and in different situations. And uh, yeah, it's just really hard to think <laughs> of what I'm doing. Well, and I also think uh, it, it's something that we mentioned before, but it just, you're married to the arrangement. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when that arrangement is being told to you, yes. it's even another- you, st- I feel like, okay, all right, I submit. <laughs> I have to go to the chorus right now. Well, my problem is sometimes I won't like understand what they say. From <laughs> two, three, four, what, what? And I'll be, I'll be in a moment of panic as oh I, was that bridge, was that course, was that first? I don't know. That's amazing. I, I know. I don't hear well. And then finally, number 10, technology can fail. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. We had a mixer crash one time before the meeting, fortunately. And uh, it just yeah, crashed. And that can happen. So if you're depending on a computer yeah, or, or it just freezes up, whatever, that, that's a minor one. But, but if it halts everything you've spent so many hours preparing. Yes, yes. And you don't have the ability to maybe just play those songs yep. on an acoustic or even a cappella. It it's a philosophical yeah yeah yeah, yeah. problem. Yep. So so we put that one in there because we want to have ten of each. Yeah. So ten and ten. <laughs> Good. Equally balanced. No. <laughs> um, before we talk about like philosophically, you know, where's all this headed, or you know, where did this come from? Just want to say two things. One. This is a secondary issue. We've, we've, we talk about secondary issues on Sample Stockman because, because, number two, everything we do as we meet as God's people is worth thinking about. Yeah. It doesn't mean like there are absolutes. No, For you sure. have to do it this way. Yeah. You can't do it this way. But so often we just assume because the culture's doing it that, well, we should do it. Right. Or because it seems successful, well, we should do it. Um, and that's just not a good basis for the decisions we make. So, so the aim of the yeah. podcast and what we're talking about now is just to help us think more carefully about it, more biblically about it. So, yes. to do that, um, you know, the two scriptures in the New Testament that focus on the singing or what we do musically as we gather. Ephesians 5, 18 and 20, Colossians 3 and 16, mm-hmm. 3, 16. This is what we're aiming for. Paul says in Ephesians 5, do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. I'll just read it from the scripture. For that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That doesn't appear to require bringing in recorded music to do. Yeah. doesn't appear to require it. Colossians 3.16, very simple. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Mm-hmm. The aim of both of those is we're, we're singing, we're addressing one another, we're teaching and admonishing one another, uh, we're doing it with thankfulness in our hearts, we're singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So, so that's what God is after. Yeah. As a result of being filled with the Spirit, as a means of being filled with the Spirit, scholars 
give both views, both perspectives, um, but the Spirit's involved in what we're doing. So whatever we think about backing tracks, it's not definitive. It's not, it's not an absolute requirement mm-hmm. to, to accomplishing what God wants us to do when we gather. Yeah. So, you know, on either side, someone says, no, you can't do that. Or someone says, yes. no, you have to, you, you need to use them. Come on, what's the problem with you? Both of those extremes should be avoided. For sure. So I just want to ask three questions about the use of backing tracks that I think can lie behind maybe some of our choices. Mm-hmm. And there may be other questions and you can come up with those. These are just to get you going. Yeah. One is, is our goal Sunday morning to create a certain sound? Mm. Is it to, other than people singing, is, is worship a sound? Mm. That's, I think that's worth asking. Right. Because if it's a sound, then tracks will help you get there. Absolutely. Because that's the sound. Yeah. You know, and I can make it sound like this. But the church isn't a production company. Mm-hmm. Worship is not a sound. And, and are, have we unintentionally, or maybe intentionally, trained people to think that to sing our worship to the Lord, because worship is obviously more than singing, but to sing our worship to the Lord, that we need to have it sound like the original recording mm-hmm. or the original artist. And if so, why are we connecting this song with this artist? Yeah. Y- you know, yeah. pe- people, I've been in situations where, normally other countries, where people play our songs exactly like we recorded them. You know, it's mm. the sovereign grace way. Let me just say here, we don't want there to be a sovereign grace way of doing our songs. Mm-hmm. We want people to do our songs just the way they think they should be done. Yes. You know, for who you have. You, you just have a pianist who reads notes, great. Then use the piano scores we provide for free. Uh, if you just, if you have a full band, great, use the band. If you have an orchestra, great, use the orchestra. Yeah. Acoustic guitar, great, use the acoustic guitar. Yeah. Um, we just want the songs to be sung, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily the way we do them. So our goal is not to reproduce a sound that a certain artist has given us. That yeah. doesn't that doesn't make it more um, more right. It doesn't make it more m- worshipful. More worshipful. <laughs> thank you. Uh, right. So that's that's one question I think we need to ask. Mm-hmm. And how are we thinking about that? Mm-hmm. You know, in my own mind as a leader, do I think, yeah, I really want it to sound like this group. Mm-hmm. I really want it to sound like this recording. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, yeah. Am I training my people to hear this song, this music, this style every this time? This way. This way, every time we gather. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not really effective. Yeah. Otherwise. So yeah. we'll get to that in a second. Um, second, is our goal, is the goal to play every song perfectly mm. or close to perfectly or really, really, really good. Yeah. I don't think that's our goal. Yeah. You know, we, John Piper has this phrase, I think we've used it on the podcast before. Uh, the goal is to, to play with undistracting excellence. Mm-hmm. You got to find both those words. Undistracting means people don't notice it so much. I mean, they don't notice you. 
Excellence means doing whatever is necessary or helpful to encourage faith-filled, heart-engaged, mm-hmm. Christ-exalting singing. That, that's, that's what excellence is. Yeah. So excellence is, isn't, isn't me using everything I learned as a piano performance, performance major on Sunday morning. Yeah, please don't do that. I, well, you've corrected me on that before. <laughs> um, so, yeah. but is the goal to play everything, yeah, as, as your best we can. Yeah, best we can if that means doing what's necessary for the congregation to sing wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not to play it, play every riff just like it's played on the recording. Right, and yeah, and be careful for leaders to not place that burden on your musicians. That can be a problem on your singers. Yeah, you know, you don't want to be distracting, but you also you, you want to be careful that you're not putting burdens on them; they're too heavy to lift. Yeah, I think for some leaders, they think they're they're serving folks by saying, well, no, just do it just like they do it. Yeah. But those, I mean, the people who record, most of them, they're professionals. Yes. They at least have gifts. Yes. Which you might not have in your church. Yeah. And what, but what you do have in your church is the voice of your congregation. Yeah. Which amazingly, by God's good design, covers up generally, unless you're a very small church, <laughs> covers up the bad voices. Yes. You know, we sing as a group and it's amazing. It sounds pretty good. You know, if people are singing with faith and, and they're engaged, it's, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. Uh, that's the sound we're going for. Yeah, Not absolutely. the perfection of our instruments. And then third, are we relying, is there a temptation to rely on pre-recorded music to make our sung worship more acceptable or impressive or pleasing. Hmm. So acceptable to God, we think, oh, he really likes this better. I don't think people are thinking that, but worth asking the question. More impressive to people, maybe. Hmm. You know, we got a band, but hey, we're gonna put these backing tracks in and they won't, it will really, yeah, I don't know. Or more pleasing to ourselves. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we just like the sound, you know, rather than play with my crummy musicians and you'd never call them that to their face, but in your <laughs> mind, you're thinking they're crummy musicians rather than play with them. I'm going to have these tracks come in and that'll make us sound really great. And so I'm happier. Yeah. Is God after a sound or is he after our hearts? Mm-hmm. He's after our hearts. Yeah. Now certainly that produces a sound and we we're not appealing for crummy musicianship. Right. But what's the priority? What are we after? What are we pursuing? Because what we we pursue will drive everything else. Yeah. So those are those are just questions to ask. Are we going after a certain sound? Are we trying to play everything perfectly? And are we relying on a sound to make things more acceptable, impressive, or pleasing? Yeah. Um so yeah, that's the discussion. That's and great. you know, is using backing tracks wrong? No, of course not. Right. No, it's not. <laughs> but can we use them carelessly? Can we use them thoughtlessly? Yeah. Can we use them in a way that's undermining what God might want to do in our church, mm. in the lives of the people that he's given us? Are we somehow undermining the fact that God has given a, a voice to our congregation and we're minimizing that or thinking it needs to be propped up in some way. Um, Just because technology exists 
doesn't mean we have to use it. Right. Just because it exists, more importantly, doesn't mean that it's necessarily good for the gatherings of the church. So we'd love to hear your feedback on this. And yeah. again, our, our goal is just to help us think more carefully, biblically, uh, about what we do uh, as we seek to serve the church on Sundays. Yeah, amen. Thank you for thinking so critically and carefully about these things. Uh, I love having these conversations. Oh, they're they're <laughs> good, and we have these conversations all the time when yes. we're not having a podcast, right? And uh, you know, I want to make it clear: it, it's uh, there is, um, yeah, so much to be gained by thinking humbly and carefully and uh, patiently about these issues, and mm. not not simply jumping on. A bandwagon. Yes. Either either way. Yes. Right. Um, because it's just the thing to do. Right. And we never want to confuse um, what we do on Sundays with industry or artists yep. or performance or a company. Or, yep. Yeah. Those kinds of things. Because it's not. It's the Church of Jesus Christ, and we have the privilege, those of us who lead, of serving them week after week. And we never want to take that for granted, and we want to do it in a way that exalts Christ, brings glory to Him, and is for the good of His people. Amen. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to next time. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at SovereignGraceMusic.org.